Hey, welcome to the Upload Iceberg. If the upload is the content you see above the water as the viewer, I'll cover the journey and data behind growing a YouTube channel that you can't see in the murky depths below the surface. I'm Dan, this is episode 10, recorded after hitting 3,400 subscribers yesterday, January 8th, 2024. Today is January 9th, we've got a weird one. Last time we had a lot of different videos in the analytics period. These we've already covered. And today we just have this one upload from 7th, two days ago. It's off to a pretty hot start, hence the flurry of new subscribers and why you're hearing from me so soon. The milestone period is December 12th, 2023 through January 8th, 2024. That's when we hit 3,400. For the thumbnail, I don't know. I think we're going to do something real dumb and just point to the thumbnail of this video here, this guy right here, this thumbnail right here, and say something like, I don't know, say something like, why did this video explode? Because that's really the question for today. For any of the subscribers coming in on this particular video, welcome. We do a podcast here. It'll probably scare away a few of you. We do that every 100 subscribers. We check in on the channel. So because this exploded, you can still run through and check on the benchmarked analytics that we typically run through. They're going to be a little bit wonky, all up and to the right. So it doesn't really make sense. I will go through quickly. If you haven't seen the video I'm talking about is my spin on what's in my camera bag. We can get into the details. But at the high level, I'm trying to pitch you on the idea that this is my camera bag video for 2024. I'm really delivering this as or trying to deliver this as a very clicky browse based video as opposed to targeting search like I typically do with a lot of my videos or reviews. And I'm kind of wrapping that instead of just calling this the gear bag, I'm kind of wrapping that in um, this not a holy trinity wrapper and diving right into this concept of having a core four lenses. These four carry me through most of what I'm shooting and will probably for the foreseeable future. Alrighty, views first, 26.4K in this period, averaging about 940 views a day up from 910. Most of these are long form. Last episode, we had a spike in shorts, uh, but the shorts traffic here is largely consistent, no spikes. So a lot of this is the long form and the spike is coming from long form this time. We've got 1200 watch hours. Uh, so that's cool to see up from 980, 150 subscribers, obviously due to this new video. It's a great signal and we can kind of talk about the goals of the video a little bit later, but this was certainly one of them. How can I bring new people into the fold when targeting a video for browse or suggested traffic? as opposed to like that slow linear growth in search and 51 bucks in this time period down slightly. Uh, that was expected post holiday. So I don't know, nothing to worry about there other than it's not 500 or 5,000. You know, that's, that's the worry. No worries. No worries. All right. Click through rate for, so again, if you're in the analytics, they just rolled out some of these tabs here, click through rate for videos only 7.7. That's about the same average view duration 256. I think, that's about the same as last time. The new video is not moving this in any drastic way in either direction, but it's also not killing it in retention. The retention graph isn't great. Uh, we'll look at that. I didn't expect that to be spectacular. In some ways, it's better than I expected. In some ways, it's worse. Uh, so we can look at that. And then on AdSense, uh, yeah, we've got a we've got a massive day. This 4.93 on the day that this video launched. Otherwise, a low of 118. So some variability there. Average is out to be. 184 average per day, $1.84. And like we said, this is the only video new in this time period. So we're gonna spend a lot of time here. We can revisit some of the goals from 2024. I think that's a good place to start and what was really driving this video because this has been 
an idea for a while. This is not this is not something I banged out in the last week or two. I've been working on this video for a long time. Um, the thumbnail again, really trying to hit on that idea of the Holy Trinity. If you're not familiar, in any manufacturer's lineup, those fast, wide zooms. So 15 to 35 for Canon, 24 to 70, 70 to 200. F2.8s pretty much shoot everything with that group. On the RF mount, obviously, they're big, heavy, expensive, uh, but they do collapse down into these smaller form factors with the external zooms. That is nice to see in comparison to the EF form factors, at least in terms of packability. Sometimes I, and I know a lot of other people, worry about like dust moisture in those extending barrel designs, but I don't know. The more I use my F4 zooms, the nicer it is just to have that packable form factor. And I haven't noticed any major issues yet or minor ones. So keep it posted, but that's the Trinity if you're not familiar. And so I'm taking that concept. We've got four lenses in the thumbnail and just leaning into obviously not a Trinity. Uh, four, not three lenses, two F4 zooms, not the fast F2.8 ones, and then a wide and a tight fast prime. Quick recap on the goals for 2024, kind of to set the stage while we're making this video. And I hit some of these in this long analytics, 2023 analytics recap. So if this is interesting, do check out this episode of the podcast. I think this is a little bit more interesting than some of the others. Um, but one of them was definitely to just like break out of this linear channel growth. So let's bust open an advanced tab here. I'm going to 2023 and let's go to content type. You can see like overall this long form content in blue, pretty linear growth throughout the year. And the slope is pretty shallow going from you know, roughly 500 views a day at the start of 2023 to, I don't know, something like 750 ish average ish by the end. So and you can see spikes when I drop videos here um, and there's slow trail offs. But overall, there's some base level view building that just happens in the background. My channel stays relatively flat, even if I don't post, which is good and bad. It's that great search base. And so what I'm really trying to do now is turn the traffic, like turn the corner on browse and suggested traffic, because that's really how you can drive um, some big spikes, find some new people. And to do that, I'm really in the ideation of this video to do that, I'm really trying to dig deep on what's most valuable, what's most helpful, what's most interesting to you. Does it excite me? Is it something, you know, at this point, I'm looking forward through all of 2024, not just this video. Does it excite me? Is it something that I can um, propose integrations or partnerships for? Kind of that, you know, what I'll call the triple Venn diagram of success. You, me, brands, money, being able to do this more. Um, and that's kind of how I think about it. It's hard for me to separate or have this idea of to spend more time here outside of hobby, nights, weekends, that kind of time to spend legitimate time during the day consistently. It's going to take <laughs> probably more than, was it $50 a month in AdSense? That's not going to quite quite cut it for me here. And it's fine if, if this doesn't pan out, if this doesn't grow. Um, something, again, that I'm really excited to keep doing in whatever capacity. But at this moment, have some momentum, have some time headed in the right direction. Can I kind of turn those corners? on those other traffic types. And as I'm doing so, can I take this opportunity to further monetization in effort of just spending more time doing things like this? And in order to do so, one of the other things is how can I get to a more distinct value proposition for you? And I think I've tried to refine that through the back half of 2023, really make it clear that in order to be here, to stay here and enjoy what I'm making, we're really gonna focus on gear long-term in the context Hopefully that's helpful. And if it resonates, I'm hoping people stick around. So if we look at some of the basic metrics here on this individual video, we look in the first 24 hours, we were hitting, we look at the first 24 hours hitting close to 2000 views 
130 hours of watch time and 28 subscribers and 20,000 impressions. This click-through rate, 7.3 in the first 24 hours. In the beginning, it was as high as, let's see if we can find it, as high as like 20 at times. Yeah, 19. So like watching, checking in on this a couple times in these first eight hours was really exciting. You kind of know this click-through rate is going to come down as YouTube starts to push this out to different subsets of your audience or new audiences, but um, it's still really exciting to see numbers that high on the click-through rate that early when it's exploding. Uh, what else? That click-through rate is falling down to 6.8. 6 I'll be curious to see how this goes over the next couple of days. I think this will be an interesting video to watch over the next week. And if subscribers keep coming in from this video, be back on this pod with another episode pretty shortly before I have a chance to release another video or, or a lot of other content. So we probably will focus on this and check in on some others for the next episode. We've got an AVD here of close to four minutes. Um, that's pretty steady-ish and pretty normal, which is kind of a bad sign because 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 30 seconds is longer than my average video. So to have the AVD be about that same amount is not great. You'd love to see, I'd love to see this closer to five minutes. The good news is that I've bitched and complained about the uh, intros here and how I haven't quite figured out a way to make these so valuable that you won't click off. 67% of you are still at the 30%, which is typical. Learn more by comparing to other videos. So I looked at some of my other videos, the 100, 400 millimeter in Colorado, that was 63% still viewing at 30 seconds. The 28 millimeter versus 35 millimeter comparison. This was the Colorado one. The 28 millimeter versus 35, that was 66, 30 seconds in. The 70 to 200 F4 two-year review, that was 67% of 30 seconds. On the RF28 standalone review, that was 62% at 30 seconds, which is the lowest, but this is one of the better performing ones. And if we look at this graph, we can see that after that drop, after the 62% at 30 seconds, it's pretty flat. We've talked about this before. This was a pretty, loved making this video, loved shooting for it, and this was nice and tight had high hopes and it performed. So the thing that I was worried about here was this drop from 340 to 445. At 340, we've got 44% still watching. And right before this next chapter, we've got as low as 35. So we've hemorrhaged 10% of the audience here. And then we get a few percent back. So effectively, we lost 5% between that timestamp. Here, I'm complaining a little bit about the R6 and some of the gripes. And they're nuanced gripes. And they're largely around content creation and how although it's a very strong offering for me on the photography front and can do pretty much everything I'm looking for, obviously, you know, it's not the best camera in the world. So there's still things I'd love to be able to do on it, but uh, it's really solid for my photography use cases. It's not great for some of the long form recording. So there's kind of this balance here. In editing, I think my like first pretty solid draft of this video was probably a full 11.30, 12 minutes, and I started trying to ruthlessly cut without you know, losing some of the meaning throughout the script. And I wanted to take more from here. And I probably, I probably should have taken more, but it's a tough balance, like I said. And it's a tough balance because if somebody's shooting like me, if they are YouTubing like me, and I don't work some of these gripes into a video like this, they might pick up the R6, go to record long form content, and say to themselves like, oh, this isn't actually all that great for this use case. And so I feel like because I don't do or haven't done dedicated video reviews on camera bodies, it's really important for me to kind of sneak in some of that information, pros and cons of both bodies. This is the R6, this is the R8 section to do that here in this video. And like at the end of the day in uh, Premiere, like made the call to leave some of that in, knowing that 
Like this was not going to be a great slide probably. So I need to think about how I handle that in the future. I think a good way to good way to go about this would be probably to shorten up the, this section in this video and already have put out a more in-depth video on the R6, just like I've done with all these lenses. Like I cover each of these pretty quick hits and refer to other videos and I have the other videos stacked in the description. This is kind of the call to action if somebody gets down here, like I'm trying to include the deep dive on all of these videos here, as opposed to loading this with a ton of links, um, just a few relevant affiliate links. But the rest, like ideally, best case scenario is you watch this gear bag video, you watch another one of these individual deep dive videos, and you're on board, you subscribe. That's the idea. So I think if I had a deep dive on the R6, had spelled out all the nuances, all the cons, while still, you know, hyping it up for the things that it's great for, in a deep dive, I could have gone much shorter here and spent a little bit less time on the negatives, saved a little of this slide. And we're talking 5% net loss here, but I think it makes a difference. I think it makes a difference. This is this is that average view duration of four, right? And this is what I wanted to get to, average view duration of five. So it's interesting there. Trying to keep it real at the expense of a little bit of a AVD. I'm no hero, um, but this is kind of what I like to see. This video in general kind of embodies how I wanted to come into 2024, coming out swinging. It's really a chance for me to, you know, I've tried to get away from asking people to like, subscribe, comment. Like I'm trying to deliver the value. I think if people, if the content is good enough, people know how to engage with it. Instead, I've really tried to hit home. Like I said, in the last couple of months, like this is, this is a channel where we look at things long-term. I'm just a guy shooting mostly on my personal trips trying to give you some of the ins and outs of this equipment, not in a super technical way, obviously, if you're if you're not new here, but that if you're interested in refining your bag over time or watching me do it, uh, this is a good place for you to stick around. And given my love for podcasting, there's also going to be some of this behind the scenes stuff. Um, there's also going to be the occasional video around creating content for the small subset of the audience that's interested in that or interested in how I do it. And this video then is sort of really engineered to be part trailer, like part channel trailer, part what's in my gear bag, like what's current, high level comments on the Canon R6 and R8, because I haven't, although I've talked about them pretty frequently in other videos, haven't gone in deep. This is only a couple minutes, but this is as deep as I've gotten so far. And to pull all that off, I knew I really needed to try to invest in a really clicky thumbnail and kind of hook and then execute with a pretty dense, helpful script. So maybe not as helpful as I wanted it to be, but here we are. And then a couple other couple other quick comments on this format. I like watching what's in my bag videos. Some people do them much more interesting than others. Some are much more helpful than others, but sometimes it's interesting to see. So like I said, I haven't done this since, yeah, late 2021. Um, so this was an important, I don't know, not everything that I own right now, I'm super set on. So this is an important touchstone for me to say, start of 2024, this is the stuff that I'm really dedicated to. This is the stuff that I'm trying long-term, things like the RF 100 to 400. And long-term is not two months. That lens is going to be coming up on a year. At some point, early spring, the R8 I've had for over half a year, a half year at this point, maybe. So it's really long-term stuff. But still, I want to call out that, okay, like I'm not tied to this stuff forever. So when you see me shooting a ton on this lens and making a ton of videos about it, it's not necessarily maybe the ringing endorsement that it looks like. Just trying to be really real in a video like this at a point in time about about what's going on for me with that kind of kind of gear. And obviously I really wanted to jump into this core four idea, the two little bit slower zooms with a lot of coverage and two fast primes on either end of normal really gets it done for me. The problem is I couldn't really, I had an earlier version of this thumbnail that I'll try to put up. 
around the core four, but no one's really searching core four lenses or no one even knows what that means until I describe it in the first couple seconds. I think as I describe it in the context of the thumbnail, it makes sense pretty quickly or, you know, sense enough to some group of people. But this core four, this recommendation of the stuff that I'm really tied to, I like videos like this. I think I'm trying to slowly move away from reviews that there's nothing wrong with this. And I've done this a lot in the past. There's nothing wrong with ending reviews and like a definitive you should buy if, or this is great for you if, is this worth it if. I, I'm trying to really lean into like, all right, I'm shooting with this lens. Here's what I like. Here's what I don't. I find it increasingly hard or like frivolous or silly to be the, the final arbiter on whether or not any one person watching this video should or should not buy this lens because it's so tied to your use cases, so tied to your budget, so tied to what else you have. Like that's kind of what I'm trying at the highest level hit home. And then in response, kind of urging you to be like, okay, this is my experience. You need to make your decision based on how closely your experience or how dissimilar your experience is to mine. And I think that's helpful, but it is short of saying you should go buy this now. I just don't know how homogenous Maybe this will improve over time, but right now I don't know how homogenous my audience is. I don't know the gamut of everything that everybody shoots. I don't even really know kind of the price points that my core viewer looks at. I'm guessing somewhere in that prosumer enthusiast R6, R7, R8 level, but that's because I imagine that it mirrors uh, the stuff that I have and the lenses that I have for those bodies. So probably pretty common that my core audience would be potentially interested in these F4 zooms, given how many videos I've made about that. I also don't have a great concept of the skill level of my average viewer. I like to think that a video like this could be helpful to a wide range of skills. Like for people that view themselves as not as good as me, they might look at this and say like, oh, I can still get a lot out of, you know, stuff that's not super high end. For people that feel like they're about as good as me on my skill level, they can see, okay, this is what I can expect to get out of this gear immediately with, with your skill level as it relates to my skill level. And then for people that are much better than me, I don't know what the value is here. Maybe, uh, maybe it is talking about everything in context. Maybe it's a little bit entertaining, or maybe you don't need the recommendation necessarily, or maybe there's one tiny tidbit maybe that I uncover, or uh, maybe there's some interest in some of the places I've gone. I'm not sure. If you think you're a much better photographer than me, let me know why you might watch these. And this is also <laughs> like this, not a Holy Trinity concept. This is not to say that I would frown upon a Holy Trinity. If someone is looking to get rid of theirs, I will happily step in line. I'll even pay shipping um, and I'll take it off your hands for you. But it's likely that I'm never going to end up with uh, three Trinity lenses at the F28 zooms. It's just not, can't really see that happening. And I find that I like a mix of zooms and primes. I'll probably end up with one at some point. I think the 1535 or the wide zoom on any platform would be most appealing, but we'll see. Time will, time will tell. So no hate, just really wanted to lean into this Holy Trinity concept, make this, make it so that I could communicate this idea quickly in a split second as people scroll. And then for title, I've included this Canon R6 R8 in here and 2014. Like having the year in titles and thumbnails is something that I see a lot. I'm not sure how effective it is, but I've tried to steal it in a few instances. But having these keywords in the title is sort of my hedge against, okay, if this bombed in browse, if this bombed and suggested. All right, if you're watching, I just lost power. This is future Dan. This is Thursday, January 11th. On Tuesday, we lost power. Wednesday, power was in and out. I've got a lot going on. Many videos in progress. I've got a breakdown. 
lighting in my space to pack up for a freelance photo shoot tomorrow, some heavier freelance days on the podcast front prior. It's a really busy week. Not going to be able to finish the back half of this podcast with video. Too many, too many projects in flux and not enough memory cards open right now. Uh, so I'm just going to wrap up quickly here. We left off talking about the title. For the title of this video, um, I actually started Canon R6 and R8, comma camera bag 2024. I'm trying to make sort of clear that this is the middle of the road kit for amateurs, prosumers, enthusiasts. I personally don't make my living from photography. I never have, but it's been a small part of my income for years at this point. And for long periods, I've kind of done freelance work on the side, not just photography, but the podcast production as well. And any money I made from shooting or freelance when I also had a W-2 job could kind of go right back into the gear to streamline the process, to better refine for travel. And with these keywords here, Canon R6, R8, I'm trying, I'm kind of hedging that bet, setting this video up for browse. I'm hedging that bet with a little bit of search potential or at least some expectation setting. We'll say it that way at least. So by definition, this is probably not the most effective title thumb combo and got a comment around that. Someone who is not a Canon shooter commented that they still got some enjoyment here and that I should potentially change the title. So I tested in these last two days. This is actually somewhat nice that I'm coming back to this another two days later. I tested, you know, a few things around two zooms, two primes, two zooms, two primes, two bodies. I don't know. I guess I probably could lean into the not a trinity again in the title. On social media, you see a lot of people talking about thumbnail and title changes and these immediate changes that happen. And they will, with a great sense of confidence, attribute some of those swings directly to title thumbnail. And certainly many times that's true, or certainly many times it's mostly true, like has a big impact. Uh, but if you don't change title and thumbnail, things can also change wildly. So you know, I'd caution people to be extremely careful of attributing any change, any directional change in traffic to any one title thumbnail change. Taking my own advice, I changed the title right here late Wednesday night, somewhere around 11. And uh, click-through rate today has been very poor. So I just, just before jumping on here, I just decided to change it back. We'll just see how it does with the original title. This might be a video that just started extremely strongly and then tails off in this logarithmic fashion. Maybe this tops out at 4,000 views. Uh, that's fine. I mean, not, not thrilled about that, but that's fine. Um, I'm going to rock this title for a while. Keep that Canon R6 and R8 in the title because that's how uh, kind of like the relatively low search traffic I do have on this video. That's how it's being found so far. So like I said, I'm going to keep this audio only section kind of brief. I'll wrap up by saying some of the obvious things I had left unsaid so far. And that's one super thrilled that this got out of the gate so strongly, right? Like whatever else happens here, not super worried about it. Uh, but this was a ton of time and effort. This was super intentional to plan it to go this way. This thumbnail took, you know, spent a lot of hours on this thumbnail. And the thumbnail is something that you can kind of, I like spending time in Lightroom and Photoshop. That's the most enjoyable part of the process for me beyond like actually being in the field. And many times Photoshop and Lightroom is still more fun. It's easy for me to get caught up doing, if you think about like the 80-20 rule, you want to spend enough time to get 80% of the way there at least. Sometimes I'll get caught in that last 20%. Here, I think it really paid off. This is the type of video where if YouTube says this is a 10 out of 10 and you spent this effort, it's pretty disappointing. Again, I think I'm on the record here saying I'd rather, like I'm not trying to have YouTube ever hide this. I want to see this cohort um, as much as it sucks to see something 10 out of 10. I want to know. I want to see it. Uh, but this is where that would be disappointing. That's what I think a lot of creators struggle with. Uh, but sometimes it goes the other way and you get that one out of 10 
right away, and that's fun too. Another thing, huge thanks to all that weighed in. Got a few, maybe a few comments left to answer here that are still coming in, but this is really cool just to see how, if this has helped people and to have so many other people weighing in with uh, their setups. And so that's a good way for me to learn about how others are thinking about this, whether this kind of setup resonates. And yeah, I just always like hearing how others are matching their stuff up. So appreciate the comments. That helps give it a boost and, and always nice to read through. And last thing left unsaid is, yeah, to, to be continued on how this goes. I mean, we'll follow up. For sure, this is one of the bigger videos um, in a while. So we'll definitely, at some point, one of these slower episodes where it's mostly analytics and recaps and, and looking back at prior videos to check in. We'll take a look and, and see how this bad boy is still doing. Now, if you're a pod listener and you're one of those five people that make it this deep, particularly in this episode after I've lost power, cut to audio only, congratulations. You've unlocked the, what I'll call the sneak preview part of the channel. And that's kind of uh, revisiting this partnership front that I left um, sort of as a cliffhanger at the end of 2023 because wasn't everything wasn't quite buttoned up. But on the partnership front, a couple days ago, I got my hands on the Canon R7, courtesy of Lens Rentals. So I have been using that. For the last couple of days, I mentioned I had a ton of videos in progress. A couple of them are on my hockey channel, actually. So just having a third body was, this might be stupid, but for those videos, uh, they're big unboxings. And so I try to have a couple, couple angles going and to have the third camera sitting around is really helpful for making some of that content because at any one time I can still kind of have a, a free photo camera. I can kind of have the free podcast camera for projects like that. I can set two or three up and still have some wiggle room, but uh, it's interesting with with another body that has dual cards. Uh, you just really cannot have enough SD cards. As part of this longer term rental, I do want to make a video comparing R6 to R7 to R8. And I think that'll be one of the key points is if you have the budget to cover the R8 and we'll have some extra, that might be a good thing. If you have the budget to limp into an R7 or R6 or R6 Mark II and you're not accounting for extra batteries or particularly on the dual slot bodies, the extra cards, you're in for a little bit of a surprise because you're going to want those V60, more likely those V90 cards at this point, just so you have the headroom and they add up quick. So a couple cool things with the lens rentals, you'll see in the description uh, for most videos and for US people, if you're looking to rent, you can get 15% off your orders. Um, so this helps if you're looking to try before buying. That's what I did with the 7200 F4 combos. I bought the F4 thinking that was probably the one, rented the 70 to F2.8 made the comparison video. And obviously, if you're a long time viewer here, that video popped off and still does really well on this channel. But using that discount, if you're looking to buy or try for a trip is probably the best way to support this channel if you'd like to. And yeah, take a look back at the video portion of this very episode. I was kind of doing a risky thing. Like I said, I was using it to film for the hockey channel, but was using it as an alternative angle, the R7. So it wasn't, wasn't super risky. This whole episode I filmed on the R7. So if it looks great, great. If it doesn't, uh-oh. I was filming this episode with the 4K fine. I think that's oversampled from 6 or 7K maybe. I have to get all that straight, but I used the 28mm Sigma. And so long as it was keeping up with the eye tracking, I'm thinking that will look really crispy, maybe even better than the R8 video. And I think that's one of the things we'll compare. I mean, the obvious one obvious note on the R7 right now is the crop factor is something that I'm very much looking forward to using with the 70 to 200 and the 100 to 400 for these set of lenses that I just went over in this Not A Holy Trinity video. I don't have a great setup to shoot with the R7 in everyday use. 24 is as wide as I go. And for things like this talking head, I do like to go a little bit faster. And so 28 millimeter on the R7 is pretty tight in a lot of spaces. And you know, a big reason why I probably won't look at that camera 
seriously to buy, but still formulating thoughts on that. So I think, you know, the important things this opportunity will allow me to do is just add more value in every video this year. Still going to focus on things long term, but mixing it up with some of those rentals helps me learn about gear in general. Um, I have blind spots, obviously. I can only do so much research on stuff that I haven't tried. I've only ever shot Canon. I never shot above 24 megapixels until the other day when this came in. Um, So I could recommend people find some extra reach with the R7, but couldn't comment on the noise, uh, which has been one of the standout things in the first couple days for me. I don't know how much better, for example, the R5 is for content creation over the R6. I think with the continued firmware updates to the R5, I think it overheats less than the R6 and handles noise almost as well. I've been jonesing pretty hard to try the 100 to 500, but might not be as interested in that lens after getting hands-on. So I have all these outstanding questions, these opinions, and you know, partnering with Lens Rentals on some stuff should help me slowly get some of this first-hand experience all within this year. So probably still slowly, but much faster than I could fund or rent myself without the partnership. And the last section is upcoming vids. There's still a video upcoming on how I make my videos or reviews. I'm still kind of playing around with the script here. I probably want to include some tips from this very gear bag Trinity video. And I'm hoping to split the difference between something that's interesting to current subscribers and helpful or tutorial like for new searchers. Obviously with the R7, I'm going to try to shoot at an increased frequency over the next month. I didn't, I don't know if I talked about this, but I kind of really didn't shoot all that much after coming home from Colorado. So late November through uh, just the start of January, didn't really shoot hardly anything. You know, a couple things set up in kind of studio fashion for videos or doing some thumbnail work again, kind of just really enjoying a little bit of time off away from capturing new stuff. I try to do that yearly. Like if I can't get a month where I don't shoot much at all, it's hard to stay. I don't know. I find it hard to stay continuously engaged shooting all year round. You kind of need, I kind of need some time almost completely off to reflect and see what I want to get out of things. You know, the next couple, next couple times out, what I want to try to figure out for the year upcoming, things like that. So with the rental and the increased shooting, I'd love to get my experience captured with the 7200 F4. I think that's a unique use case on the R7, the 100 to 400. And like I said, compare it against the R6 and R8 while I have all three. And then the other video that I have potentially is more focused on the creator side of things. I'm still trying to line that up in a partnership potentially, but uh, if that comes through, that'll probably, those videos will probably bring me through January, February and early March even. We'll see. Um, So that's all I got for now. If this latest video, if this starts to crank again, I'll hit the pod more often than usual because these are on a subscriber uh, cadence. So we can... I won't have a lot of videos to review, but we can keep talking about notes that I have on the R7 as we go. Maybe throw in some of those images. Maybe do a little like, I don't know, Lightroom time lapse over overlaid on just some audio only. This is an interesting way to approach the podcast and experiment. If you're new, I'm doing a new episode here every 100 subscribers until about 5,000. Then we'll change it up, slow it down a little bit. But have a great start to the year and thanks for watching.